Hello to you again. Um, get a little my blanket of comfort here. If you're watching this clip and you haven't seen any of the others, uh, this is clip four, and uh, the clips are sequenced, so you might want to start from the beginning if you find this one tolerable at all. So anyway, this is clip four and uh, in the last video clip 3 we read up to verse 4 so we start out here with verse 5 first epistle of John chapter 1 verse 5 King James Version this then is the message which we have heard of him and declare unto you that God is light and in him is no darkness at all the New International Version of this Bible verse reads this is the message which we heard from him and declare to you God is light and in him there is no darkness at all this then is the message which they heard from him they refers to John and the other apostles which they heard from him who is him Jesus so John and the other apostles heard this message from Jesus and next John declares something to us in this verse it reads, and declare unto you that God is light. We are not told here that God made light or that God used light. We are told that God is light. And then we read, and in him is no darkness at all. I want to read something, uh, some other Bible verses that relate to and shed light on what this verse is about. Light. The book of St. John, chapter 8, verse 12, reads, Again, Jesus spoke to them, saying, I am the light of the world. Whoever follows me will not walk in darkness, but will have the light of life. The book of James, chapter 1, verse 17, reads, Every good gift and every perfect gift is from above, coming down from the Father of lights, with whom there is no variation or shadow due to change. Going to the Old Testament, uh, the book of Psalm, chapter 27, verse 1. It reads, The Lord is my light and my salvation, whom shall I fear? The Lord is the stronghold of my life, of whom shall I be afraid? The Old Testament book of Isaiah, chapter 60, verse 19 reads, The sun shall be no more thy light by day, neither for brightness shall the moon give light unto thee, but the Lord shall be unto thee an everlasting light, and thy God, and thy glory. The book of St. John, chapter 9, verse 5, As long as I am in the world, I am the light of the world. The book of John, chapter 1, verse 9, The true light which enlightens everyone was coming into the world. The book of St. John, chapter 1, verse 4, In him was life, and the life was the light of men. And then the book of Revelation, chapter 22, verse 5, And the night will be no more, they will need no light of lamp or sun, for the Lord God will be their light, and they will reign forever and ever. So once again, back to the first epistle of John, chapter 1, verse 5, This then is the message which we have heard of him, and declare unto you that God is light, and in him is no darkness at all. I want to read a little bit about this verse from a commentary book I have. It reads, The message here 
refers to the revelation given to the disciples through the words of Jesus, not necessarily about him, but the message they received was directly from him. Words spoken by him in their presence. This is the message John is giving to us so that our joy may be full. That's a key statement right there, so that our joy may be full. Whatever light any man has, he is indebted to Christ for it, whether it be natural light or supernatural light. Let's go to verse 6. If we say that we have fellowship with him and walk in darkness, we lie and do not the truth. We can and we will and we do walk either in the light of the truth of God's word or we walk in darkness. Satan has a counter, an opposing counterfeit offering for everything that God has. God is light and God is truth. Satan is darkness and Satan is a liar. The darkness that Satan sets forth for humans can appear to be something very good, however. 2 Corinthians chapter 11 verse 14 reads, And no marvel, for Satan himself is transformed into an angel of light. If we look at the word fellowship in verse 6 and its particular meaning in the verse, the original Greek meaning is fellowship in the gospel with Jesus, with him. If one is walking in darkness and claiming to have fellowship with Jesus, that person is a liar. They do not the truth. They are not truly believing the, God's word, the Bible. They are not truly believing the word of God at all. They might claim to believe parts of the gospel, but not all of the gospel. Somewhere along the way, such a person has made a decision to reject all or part of God's word. When that decision is made, that person is not truthfully seeking God. That person is not believing God's word. That person is calling God a liar. The book of St. John, chapter 17, and verse 17 reads, Sanctify them through thy truth, thy word is truth. When a person claims fellowship with Jesus through a feigned belief in God's word, they can cause great trouble for new Christians that are not yet solidly founded in the word. I want to read a short excerpt from a study book I have. It was written by Oliver B. Green and it says, To walk in the light simply means to allow God to order our steps and direct us by his spirit and through his word. Let's go to verse 7. But if we walk in the light as he is in the light, we have fellowship one with another, and the blood of Jesus Christ his Son cleanseth us from all sin. Number 1. But if we walk in the light. What does that mean? How, how can we walk in the light? We can walk in the light when we allow God to direct us by his spirit through his word. If you are not reading God's word, you will not grow spiritually. And if I'm not continually reading God's word, I can't expect to grow spiritually either. Number two, as he is in the light, it's easy enough to read those six words and think that they sound pretty nice, but let's look a little harder at those six words. As he is in the light. He, of course, refers to Jesus. Now, God is light and truth, but this isn't really speaking to that fact so directly. But if we walk in the light, as he is in the light, 
This means that we possess the same kind of light that God is. And don't get excited or worked up here over those words. We cannot and we do not possess that light in the degree that God is light, but we can possess the same kind of light. We possess God's nature in the person of the Holy Spirit. Christians are not children of the night. We are children of light. And there is no reason for us to walk in darkness, nor should we have a desire to do so. I want to reference this to the book of Romans, chapter 8 and verse 9. It reads, But ye are not in the flesh, but in the Spirit, if so be that the Spirit of God dwell in you. Now if any man have not the Spirit of Christ, he is none of his. We as Christians, as born-again believers in Jesus, as believers in the power of his shed blood to redeem us, have two natures, that of the flesh and that of God's Spirit, the light that we walk in. We cannot be careless about that. We must always realize that the grace of God has shown to us. Realize what the grace of God has shown to us. And we must always be mindful of our weaknesses. Galatians chapter 5 verse 17 reads, For the flesh lusteth against the spirit, and the spirit against the flesh. And these are contrary the one to the other, so that ye cannot do the things that ye would. I'm going to read this same verse in the New International Version for a little bit of clarity. For the flesh desires what is contrary to the spirit, and the spirit what is contrary to the flesh. They are in conflict with each other, so that you are not to do whatever you want. Number three, we have fellowship one with another. All true believers are part of the same family and belong to the same church. All true believers, that is. We become members of that church when we are born again. Number four, and the blood of Jesus Christ, his son, cleanseth us from all sin. This verse can be referenced to 1 Corinthians chapter 6 and verse 11. It reads, And such were some of you, but we are washed, but you are sanctified, but we are justified in the name of the Lord Jesus and by the Spirit of our God. Now let's read verses 8 through 10, and that will wrap up chapter 1 of the first epistle of John. From the King James Version of the Bible we read, uh, verse 8, If we say that we have no sin, we deceive ourselves, and the truth is not in us. Verse 9, If we confess our sins, he is faithful and just to forgive us our sins, and to cleanse us from all unrighteousness. Verse 10, if we say that we have not sinned, we make him a liar, and his word is not in us. Now, we are reading the Old English of the King James Bible here, but it's still very easy to understand what is being said without going to a more modern translation of the Bible. First of all, verse 8 demonstrates that we can deceive ourselves if we so choose. And in this case, if we think that we have no sin in our lives, we can then choose not to rely on God's word. To not rely on the sacrifice Christ made through his shed blood to pay the price of our sin debt. We can fool ourselves by deciding that we can do 
What needs to be done to please God, regardless of what His Word says, all by ourselves, without believing God's Word, and therefore without putting our faith in the shed blood of Jesus? When this decision is made by someone, they are calling God a liar because they believe in their own judgment more than they believe in the truth of God's Word. So once again, we go back to Proverbs chapter 14, verse 12. There is a way which seemeth right unto a man, but the end thereof are the ways of death. And Romans chapter 9, verse 20, from the New International Version. But who are you, a human being, to talk back to God? Shall what is formed say to the one who formed it, Why did you make me like this? The Old Testament, 1 Samuel chapter 2, verse 3, English Standard Version reads, Talk no more so very proudly. Let not arrogance come from your mouth. For the Lord is a God of knowledge, and by him actions are weighed. Verse 9, If we confess our sins, he is faithful and just to forgive us our sins and to cleanse us from all unrighteousness. Simple enough, huh? Well, not really. Some people just just not willing to, to do that. They just simply won't do it. The book of John, chapter 5, verse 40, King James Version, And ye will not come to me that ye might have life. Same verse from the New American Standard Bible. Doesn't read a whole lot different. And yet you are unwilling to come to me so that you may have life. Now to verse 10 of chapter 1 of the first epistle of John. It reads, If we say that we have not sinned, we make him a liar, and his word is not in us. If you contradict the word of God, you are calling him a liar. Regardless of the intelligent excuses you may have developed for doing so. If you contradict the word of God, the word of God is not in you. Rather, you harbor the word of deceit. The book of John, chapter 8, verse 44, from the King James Version reads, Ye are of your father the devil, and the lust of your father ye will do. He was a murderer from the beginning, and abode not in the truth, because there is no truth in him. When he speaketh a lie, he speaketh of his own. For he is a liar, and the father of it. Reading this again from the New International Version. You belong to your father, the devil, and you want to carry out your father's desires. He was a murderer from the beginning, not holding to the truth, for there is no truth in him. When he lies, he speaks his native tongue, his native language, for he is a liar and the father of lies. These are not very gentle words, but they are clear to understand and to the point. If the only thing a person gets out of the Word of God is a Jesus that hands out little lollipops of delight while holding a soft bunny in his arms and petting it, well, that person needs to open up the Bible and get to work reading it. Don't get me wrong, I've had a few lollipops and I guess they were all right at the time. I sure have nothing against soft little bunnies. But no reasonable person has to live very long to figure out that the world does not just consist of lollipops and bunnies. 
From 2 Timothy chapter 4 and verse 3, let's read something which was a concern that Paul had about false teachers that would arise and turn believers from true faith to useless myths. It reads from the New International Version, For the time will come when people will not put up with sound doctrine. Instead, to suit their own desires, they will gather around them a great number of teachers to say what their itching ears want to hear. We could sure go in many directions from here, but for now I'm going to have to cut this short because of time constraints on what I'm able to load into this video and podcast. I want to thank you for listening, and I hope you will follow this sequence of Bible studies. And I want to say that if you don't really want to be looking at my face, which I could certainly understand, you might consider listening to my podcast on Anchor Podcast, Spotify, and some others. Just look under the words, Words of Light Bible Study. I'll see you. Thank you.